Fruit Reflections, Deepening Our Christian Spirituality for Today. So for this Moot podcast, we are interviewing Adam Bolter, who is an artist and priest, particularly thinking about his exhibition that's currently in St. Mary Aldermary, looking at the Stations of the Cross for Holy Week and Easter 2011. So welcome, Adam. Thank you. So nice to be with you. Oh, thank you. So, Adam, as an artist, what for you is the link between spirituality and art? Well, I, for me, um, God is very much a creator God. Um, not just a creator God who kind of once made the universe and has then left it all alone, but a creator God who's still very much in it with his hands dirty. Um, and that's intimately connected with making art for me. And when we make things, for me, that's very much connecting with the kind of things that ways that God is. Um, God is always remaking things and taking what is and fashioning it in new ways. Um, and I think as an artist, you start engaging with that as well. Mm. So it feels like a very kind of earthy sort of emotional thing. So, so for you then, for you, lots has been written about transrationalism, this kind of difference between rationalism and transrationalism, where transrationalism is about knowing through the intuitive, the artistic, the creative and the emotional. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel like, so thinking about the 21st century and about knowing through experience being really important, what, what is the place of art in Christian spirituality for you? I think the thing about art is it's, it's something that you look through in order to encounter God. So it helps you um, see through it in order to go and encounter the divine. But also it helps you notice things you wouldn't otherwise notice. Mm. Um, and um, as a Christian, I believe in that God made itself um, real, physical as a human being in Jesus um, and lived and breathed. And so the, the material things of the world matter. Um, it's important to notice um, things because we often encounter God in those things that we notice and art helps us to notice and helps us to see through things to see the divine in them and behind them mm. so art sounds like it's kind of a very important part of your own discipleship so thinking of you come then in terms of your art and your faith mm. um I'm, I'm aware that many artists really struggle with that creative process sometimes it feels a bit more like a curse rather than a blessing so how do you hold intention this kind of making art and your faith and whether it brings blessing or curse um i i tend to have found it a blessing um i think the thing with blessings is they're not necessarily comfortable mm. um i think we have an idea of blessing that it's something that's that's kind of just rather fluffy and nice and easy and that's not my experience of blessing my experience of blessings is that they're often hard fought for they're often quite uncomfortable truths um, that your nose gets rubbed in, but ultimately they bless you. I mean, the root words of, of blessing come from blood, um, and, you know, there's that sense of cost always in blessing. Um, whereas I think curses are often rather rather light things in some ways. They have deep, horrible, unpleasant consequences, um, but they often begin from slightly kind of trite, um, self-serving um, reasons. When we really sacrifice what we think we want, we often get much more profoundly blessed um, than, than with the rather more kind of um, simple things, I suppose. Okay. So it sounds that like art had quite a particular effect on your own journey of faith. How, how has art really helped you to grow into discipleship, into spirituality? Um, I think helping me appreciate um, the the beauty and the wonder and um, the sacred in really normal things. Okay. Um, 
you know, I, I think it's very different for different people, but I think for me, um, I always wanted God to be something explosive and um, very dramatic um, and um, quite overwhelming. And actually, where I tend to have encountered God is in quite normal things, mm. uh, normal people, normal encounters, everyday life, and God just seeping into it. Mm. So do you think, do you think in, I'm just thinking about artists in general, there's an aspect to God, um, because that's quite experiential, do you think artists have a particular perspective um, to approaching God in a different way than maybe people who are maybe more thinking, more rational? Um, I think ultimately we're whole beings, um, we're, and whole beings are intuitive and emotional and rational. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're we're a combination of these things, and you can't take part of you to God and not other parts. Mm-hmm. We come before God as the whole of who we are, um, rational and emotional and intuitive and all the rest of it. Um, it's you can't hide little bits of yourself off away from Him and say, "Well, I'm going to make this an intellectual proposition, which I'm then not going to sure. actually commit my life to." Also, I'm going to commit my life, but I'm not going to think about it. Mm. You know, we we have to take all of us before God. I think. Okay. I think artists understand that, and um, that you can't make something with only a part of your being. Mm. You you bring the whole of who you are into the process. Hmm. Mm. So just thinking about the particular um, art you that are in St. Mary Aldermary at the moment with the Stations of the Cross, do you want to say something about what your particular motivation and stimulus was for producing that particular set of art? Mm. The, the set of Stations of the Cross, which are the, um, the, the last kind of the sequence of the death of Jesus, um, and um, actually in that particular instance is also one of his resurrection, which isn't always in, but is sometimes. Mm. Um, for me, that was something about, I mean, it's a traditional cycle that's often painted, um, and it's a very ancient uh, form of meditating upon um, those last moments of Jesus' life, um, which are central to, to the Christian faith. Um, I painted those ones with really two thoughts in mind. One is um, to paint them from the point of view of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, the paintings are of what, an imagination of what Jesus might have seen. And secondly, with a kind of theme of light running through it, one of the common themes about Jesus is that Jesus was the light of the world. Um, so trying to incorporate um, aspects of light into it, which is partially done with gold leaf and partially done with um, how things are painted. Mm. Mm. Uh, when, when you engage with the art, which I've done several times now, mm. uh, which incidentally lots of people are coming to see this at the moment, so it's interesting how kind of people are just coming off the street to engage with it. Mm. It seems like there's been some intentionality there about um, starting with something that feels very physical and then becomes more abstract, more visceral and then becoming more distant. Was mm. that deliberate? Uh, yes, it was. And it was partially a reflection on doing them from Jesus' point of view. Because of course, as you get more exhausted and you, um, you approach death, then the world becomes a more abstract thing. How do you depict death um, in a figurative way? Um, from the point of view of the person dying, um, it really has to be an abstract painting, let alone after the death, the deposition and the entombment. I mean, they, it seemed to me those had to be abstract. Mm. Um, so they quite deliberately start out really very figuratively um, and finish up almost completely abstract. Um, and I think also that had the effect, which I, I was pleased about, of um, somehow having a sense of drawing people from the world into deeper thought inside themselves while going yes. through the sequence. Yes. 
Mm. So thinking about the world just for a minute, mm. um, I think in culture at the moment, there's an increasing turn for people seeking experience that, that brings understanding. Um, and the idea of, and I think many people are on this kind of spiritual journey of meaning making. What do you think about the use of art as a tool for mission and possibly opening up the spiritual landscape of faiths like Christian spirituality? I think we have to use all, all the tools at our disposal. Um, you know, it's important that we use words, um, that we use practices, and that we use objects and paintings as well. Um, that we meet, need to meet people where they are, not where we want them to be. Mm. Um, and different people are in very different places. Yes. And so we have to do a broad range of um, things in order to help people to encounter um, you know, Christ in the world around them. And mm. um, that's, I think, where it gets complicated is what's helpful for one person is not necessarily helpful for another. Yes. And helping people to, to navigate that range of ways of approaching God, um, I think, is very crucial. So it sounds that being an artist has been a very important skill for you as an Anglican priest. So how does being an artist affect your vocation as an, as an Anglican priest called to that kind of ministry, mm. often which is about imagining what might be or trying to help people from various different aspects of life. So how does an artist help you? I, I, I see them really as one thing. Um, I don't particularly see them as separate. Um, I think if, if God calls you to multiple things, you're called to do all of them and to work out how they fit together. Okay. Um, and that's how I've, I've viewed being an artist and a priest. Um, I mean, on a, on a very simple level, I find that sitting down and painting things and sitting in places and painting things helps me notice the places. And I, I paint around my parish um, and I often land up in conversations with people. Mm. Um, but also, I think there's a, there's a real sense in which it gives you insight into the Gospels in ways you wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, you know, painting paintings based on Gospel stories often helps you to understand them, helps you preach on them. But also the kind of creative attitude, the creative approach um, can be related to really building communities. Um, I think relationships are a, are a creative act in terms of you know, the action of God being creative in the world. And that's a central part of, of what an Anglican priest I'm doing is, is helping to build a community and that worships God. And that's a creative activity to my mind. Mm. So just thinking about your artwork now sitting in the Church of St. Mary Aldermary, which is, you know, part of a kind of almost like an open door to the world. What are your hopes for people who engage with your art in the stations and the cross at this time of year? I, I think my hope is that they, they will find them useful in terms of finding them, helping them encounter God okay. and, and the risen Christ. And that if they don't, they will, they will not find them a stumbling block. Mm. So I, mean, I think there's a real sense in which you know not everything is for everyone, yes. um, and I always hope that people, if they don't find them helpful, will simply pass on and find something else that is, but that it will help people um, to encounter Jesus. Mm. So thinking about the kind of form of faith that I think your art kind of eloquently illustrates, which mm. is this kind of passion of God and this kind of this calling to catch up with a loving God in what God is seeking to do, transforming all things back into restored relationship with the divine. Yeah. I'm aware that sometimes that narrative for Christian spirituality gets lost in a context of increased fundamentalism in the world and amongst many of the world's religions. Some have said that art can be a really, really be subversive to that kind of form of kind of aggressive fundamentalism. Do you think the combination of art and Christian spirituality can be counter, counter to that fundamentalist perspective? 
I think all sorts of things can be. Um, I mean, I think ultimately um, the risen Christ is counter to it mm. um, because the reality of Christ is um, that Christ doesn't fit into our boxes um, and God refuses to conform to our, our rather earthly um, attempts to contain him. Mm. Um, you know, we can't really say anything about God, not even give God a gender, which I just did do, without saying something <laughs> that, that also isn't true. Mm. Um, because God refuses to stay inside our boxes. Mm. Um, we are called to be conformed to God, um, not called to try and make God conform to us. Um, and I think, I think the danger with the fundamentalist position is that it, it tries to rewrite God as a God um, which um, really I am in control of. Mm. I can say this is what God is and what God isn't. Um, and that starts looking suspiciously like a God that suits me, mm. um, rather than a God who I am really surrendering to. Um, I think the sense in which art can be subversive to that um, is that art doesn't comfortably sit with finalized meanings um, and conclusions. Mm. But I'm not actually convinced that language does either. Okay. Um, I think we, we have a very scientific view of language, where we try, we want language to mean what it says, and then language is, to my mind, much more nuanced and subtle than that. Um, and the language of the gospel is infinitely more nuanced and poetic and subtle than that. Mm. And it was not written as legal code; it was written in a number of genres. Um, and the meanings are not always clear, and maybe are not meant to be clear. Mm. So, for you, the kind of combination of using art in the context of Christian faith sounds like it's emphasizing the kind of subversive nature of Jesus Christ who was in but not of contemporary culture and the culture at the time. It sounds like your view of Christ is something that seeks to love but challenge the world. I, uh, God, uh, Jesus absolutely seeks to transform um, reality um, in order to bring about um, his rule. Um, and his rule you know, it's made very clear in the Gospels, is not on the kind of rule and laws that we are used to. Um, it's a rule in which things are transformed so they can flourish. Mm. Um, it's the flourishing of everything. Um, and that's something that we find profoundly uncomfortable because it means that our false conceptions of who we are and what the world is um, have to be stripped away and let go of. Mm. Um, and we have to realize that maybe we're wrong. Mm. Um, and, and none of us like doing that. Mm. Well, thanks, Adam. Just to, if people are interested in seeing your art, you, you have a website, correct? I do, yes, yes, yes. Do you want to quickly give us the URL for that? Of course, it's uh, www.adambolter, um, A-D-A-M-B-O-U-L-T-E-R, um, .co.uk. Thanks, Adam. And if you're interested in seeing the Stations of the Cross exhibition in the Church of St. Mary Aldermary with the MOOC community, it will be in the church available Monday to Saturday all the way through Easter. So that's to the end of May and the first week in June. So thanks, Adam. It's been great talking to Thank you. you. Um, and if you're, yeah, come and see the exhibition. It's a very good thing to do. And we are, there's a very helpful booklet that goes with it explaining um, not only the art, but the whole purpose and of, of, of using art as a point of devotion. So thanks very much, Adam, and speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Moot Reflection. For more information on our events, resources and community, please go to www.moot.uk.net.